Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. What is up? Field Street Forum Radio is on the air. It is Wednesday August the 2nd, that's right, August. That means there will be football this month, actual live football, guys. Uh, cannot wait, and uh, I know it's, it seems like forever to get here, but yet you all know it gets here, and then it seems like it's three or four weeks, and then all of a sudden it's it's already December, and it's the season's over, and you're looking back thinking what if this and what if what if you know what if we can do this next week and it's just it goes by so quick man so you just got to kind of appreciate it and enjoy each week as it comes and uh just it, it goes by too fast man I, I i no lie every year you think it's going to slow down and you just kind of enjoy it but or you, you do enjoy it but it goes by so fast and you think it's going to you have so long, and it's only, you know, 12 weeks, hopefully 13 weeks, and then the bowl game. So it's, man, it's, it, just got to sit back and, and just relax and, and have fun week to week. So, uh, but this is Field Street Forum Radio. I'm your host, The Real Dre, joined not yet by Jason Harry Dog. Uh, but Jason should be calling in just a little bit and join us. Uh, tonight, we really want to kind of focus, you know, we always focus on on recruiting and then on, on football, actually things that happen and, and what's going on. We actually have things to talk about on the field. Um, as Georgia hit their uh, – started their fall camp, got out on the field. I think they actually broke out the pads this week or today. So uh, very good. Very good news for Georgia fans and uh, football fans in general, obviously. It's getting to be that time, and then, you know, and before you know it, Appalachian State will be rolling into Athens looking to pull off the upset like they almost did against Tennessee. And it's also the – I guess it's the 10th anniversary of their, you know, huge upset over Michigan. Uh, So, you know, that's going to be talked up a ton. Um, so, which actually kind of doesn't hurt my feelings at all because that's a game, and I know I've said it on here before, but that's a game that really kind of is, is a little worrisome, you know, because all the focus is going to be on everybody's going to be talking about Notre Dame. What's going to happen? Georgia's going up to Notre Dame, going up to South Bend, um, seeing touchdown Jesus, seeing, you know, everything. So, I mean, it's basically the, one of the most historic, if not the most historic program in the country, whether you love them or hate them. Um, you know, it kind of just idealizes college football and, and, and embodies college football in and of itself, um, especially outside of the Southeast. 
Um, but everybody's going to be talking about that. They've got their quarterback. Appalachia State has their quarterback coming back for them. Um, it's not, you know, they're they're a proud program. I think Kirby has talked about it. Coach Smart has talked about it. Where, you know, other than I think Alabama and Ohio State, I think I don't think any other program has won more games than Appalachian State the last three years. Um, so Kirby is focused on it. He is really stressing it to his team. So, uh, you know, there's some things that they talk strictly about App State. You know, there's they're prepped strictly for App State, obviously. And that's a big part. And, I'm, and I, like I said, I'm glad that 10-year anniversary happens to hit because that's going to be something where – sticks in there as a reminder to all the players who, you know, may want to take a peek ahead, to, you know, to, to the big game and night game up in South Bend. It's And last year's game against Tennessee where Tennessee almost had all this hype coming into the season. And guess what? Mountaineers didn't care in the slightest about any of that. They went into Knoxville and just about pulled off the upset. Probably should have pulled off the upset. Uh, if not for just one of those weird fluky plays where I think it was – I think Dobbs ended up keeping around the corner, got smashed on trying to get in the end zone. Maybe it was, maybe it was hurt. Either one. Um, either way, one of them fumbled. I think I think it was hurt. Or one of them, somebody recovered it for Tennessee in the end zone and uh, you know ended up putting the game away in overtime for him. So – but up until that point, they, Tennessee had pretty much been outplayed. But uh, who knows? And, you know, there's it's just nice to be able to talk about actual football. Of course, there's always recruiting that we have that we talk about. That's kind of the – obviously the lifeblood of every program. Uh, keeps everybody going through the off season. It's really helped us out a lot this year. Um and some news for the 2017, a couple of stories from 2017, is the uh, Akil Crumpton, who had committed, a couple, committed, quote, unquote, a couple of weeks ago to Georgia for 2017, uh, real fast, real quick, shifty kid, uh, wide receiver out of uh, California, Juco, um, committed to Georgia kind of out of nowhere. Nobody really expected it. Just out of the blue on on Twitter, announced it, and uh, everybody was like, "Okay, is this for real? Is this a committable offer? Is this 18? Is this 17? Is this somebody not getting in?" More on that later. Um, you know, so it's he has is on campus now and has been working out with the team and, and practicing and everything. And uh, Kirby even talked about you know the need or the desire to bring in a, a true elite kick returner, and that's what Crumpton brings, really brings a, a big-time shiftiness to the uh, to the return game. You get him added to the mix, and then finally, thank the Lord, we had some clarification on Beal. Beal, Robert Beal, the big-time defensive end, outside linebacker prospect, made it to Athens, is on campus, and actually hit the practice field today. Uh, right off, you know, right off the jump, get him out there as quick as you can, baby. Uh, and then the drawback is Devonte Wyatt is now confirmed to be, and it was kind of rumored or thought that he would probably may not make it to Athens uh, because of, I guess, grades or test score. And 
that ended up being the case as the coach out at Hutchison <clears throat> let him know or kind of announced it that uh, uh, Devontae Wyatt is going is officially out at, in Hutchison, Kansas. So that's what we know there. So added Crumpton, got Beal in. I guess they were waiting on a test score, finally went through and cleared and everything. And then now the news on Wyatt that it's a no-go and he is at Hutchison. And with that, Jason has made his way onto the show. What's up, Jason? What's up? Going on? Uh, I said, uh, I said, old Crumpton may even be a tad bit quicker than Isaiah McKenzie. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and he's wearing number sixteen. Now that's saying something. If you're quicker than than the human joystick, I'm just saying that <laughs> he, he might be a shade bit quicker. Dang! Oh. Hey, and freaking Robert Beal did not look like a freshman. No, that's yeah. I was just saying he he got I mean, right out there on the field. And yeah, he looked. It. I mean, cause a lot of them come in cut like that, but he even looked thick too. I was like, wait a minute, that's Beal. Well, he's hitting. Didn't they say he was pushing like two forty, right? Yeah, and freaking. Uh, I said a mere speed's nasty. Okay. He oh. looked like in the pictures I saw. Mm-hmm. He he looked more like freaking Lorenzo Carter than he did a corner. <laughs> hey, and that kind of, I mean, his name fits him because kid can fly. You get that kind of size and speed out there at the corner spot. You've got a, a major asset on your hands right there. And he was one that was kind of came in a little bit later in the in the seventeen class too. Never really. Oh, yeah, never yeah, really yeah. I mean, he was well thought of, but he it seemed like he never really picked up a ton of steam, man. So I, I, that's fine with me. Keep everybody else away from him and let him come into Athens. Kind of everybody kind of underestimating estimating him a little bit. And shoot, get him out there on the field, baby. <clears throat> Dude, I'm sitting here watching uh watching Georgia football's Instagram and they're doing one on ones. Cause they you know started off with the pads today, shoulder pads mm-hmm. at least, shoulder pads and helmet. Right and. I'm trying to figure out who number six is. Yeah, uh, they put Holyfield one-on-one with whoever number six is, and I'd be scared of Holyfield, dude. Was it Natrez? It may have been. I think he was Lou, Yeah, because he's bigger. Holyfield went yeah, through? Yeah, I think, I think it is. <laughs> I, I think it is, and Holyfield took care of him. Oh wow! Hey, he he's, <laughs> he might be. They 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 went head to head and turned to the side, and then Holyfield pushed him about five yards back. It looked like his muscles were about to pop out of his arms. Wow! Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm gonna tell you, man. That ever he's Holyfield is one that you know he's had the off the off season issue going on. I, I don't know how that's gonna turn out. I'm guessing miss a game or so. Um, but he 
You know, he's just as talented as any of those other guys in the backfield or has the potential to be as talented. Man, this, that running back runs are ridiculous. I, there's, I, don't even, I, don't, I don't even care if it's Alabama. There isn't. I don't think there's a running back room as good as Georgia's. No, I, I really don't. I mean, you I agree. Alabama's up there, but I don't know if they go five deep. <laughs> not like that. No, not not that that good. I mean, honestly, I think any of these five kids could start at any. Yeah, Swift could them. easily be starting as a true freshman somewhere. Yeah. Even had he stayed, you know, in home state, even though they've got the the. Barkley kid up there um, who's done real well. I think he'd have given him a big push. Certainly been a, a very good number two. Well, I mean, and, and, you know, of course we are losing Chubb and Zoni after this year, but, I mean, then you got other guys coming back and they had Zamir White with them. Right. Just flat out ridiculous. Just nasty, dude. Uh, well, let's talk. What were your thoughts on uh, – well, you we talked about Beal a little bit coming in already. That was pretty much just a clearinghouse issue, no? Yeah, his deal was just transferring so much and what counts and what doesn't. And, you know, I mean, he transferred two times within, what, a year and a half. And then, you know, things can probably get pretty crazy, I imagine. Right, right. Because when he started off at, what, Norcross, right, and then went down to IMG. Then when he came back to Georgia, he didn't go to Norcross. He went to Peachtree Ridge. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's three schools in, you know, basically a year's time. So, right. I imagine it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, keeping everything straight and making sure all your... Yeah. I mean, he's, always been a, he's always been a smart dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, unfortunately, Wyatt, like I said, is, uh, I guess, the coach out at Hutchinson confirmed that why it's out there now. Um, so that kind of closes the book, I'm assuming, on any chance of Wyatt coming in this year. Yeah, but uh, if everything goes right, he could be here in January. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. He won't need a two-year... That's what, the, uh, that's what the 247 article I read said. Okay. That's what uh, that's what his coach was saying, his, the Hutch, Hutchinson coach. Right. <clears throat> so, I mean, you know, of course he missed the season, but, you know, it would be one season in just a few months, and then he'd be able to work out in January with UGA, his best-case okay. scenario. Would he then uh, – would he be another 18 – would he count as an 18 class, or would he be uh... – uh-huh. Honestly, I'm not sure. Hmm. I think still 18, I believe. I'm not sure. I'm really not. Okay. Either way, we need him. Yeah, no doubt. And, yeah, I mean, and you know, he's he's pretty raw and all. So, he, you know, it ain't going to hurt us this year because he's probably going to redshirt anyway. Yeah. So, but if we can get him in in January and have him – you know, ready to go and maybe try to get some playing time next year. Uh, that'd be great. Yeah, because, I mean, there's a ton of talent in front of him. 
Thompson and Ledbetter and, and Atkins and all those guys. So chances are he wasn't going to see the field this year. Uh, but it would have been nice to have him in the program, uh, in the strength and conditioning, even more. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the main thing is that. But going out there to Hutch, I mean, that's obviously an elite, you know, JUCO in its own right. Um, you know, so they're not going to – he's not going to just lounge around doing nothing out there. He's going to learn nah, the game. No, nah, they take care of him because, I mean, we're, we've got – Shadow from there. We got uh oh, what was that defensive lineman? Um, Toby uh, Johnson. Yeah, but Toby Johnson. We got both of them guys from there. And Toby, yeah. man, Toby gave us some good reps. Yeah, he did. Uh, Shadow gave us big... some good times on the board. That was about it. Oh, well, and Big Dimmer, he's going to have a good one to go against in practice because Big Dimmer, he's going out there from Brunswick. Yeah, yeah. What do you think on him? Is he? Is there any chance they're able to bring him back, or is he that door closed on, on him possibly coming to Athens? Who? Dimmer. He won't be in the SEC. Other is not an actual player. You don't have to actually be on on scholarship yet or anything on that with the uh, domestic situation. No, no, he no, he 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 won't be in the SEC. Okay, all right. He'll go to like Oklahoma or somewhere. Yeah, I was gonna say Big Big Twelve might be a opportunity. Oh well. Um, Anybody listening in wants to give us a call, dial us up, 724-444-7444, and then hit the call ID, 127-467-POUND, or hashtag, whichever you prefer. Um, a little later in the show, we'll be talking to the latest Georgia Bulldog baseball commit, uh, Randon Jernigan from right here at Glenn Academy. We'll be joining us and uh, talking, talking a little baseball, and uh, also he's big-time football player here at Glenn as well. So they've already started their camp, obviously, as well. So we'll see how that is going for him and what his expectations are for the season. Um, I noticed on the front page of uh, fieldstreetforum.com, you had an article about uh, – you know, there was a lot of rumors and talk, you know, and it was a it was a solid month, don't get me wrong, but, you know, a lot of people were thinking that July could be a monster month for Georgia in recruiting. But you had an article today talking about how August may end up kind of being that month for Georgia. Uh, yeah, dude, especially <laughs> now that uh, they changed that last week. This was the first year August was like a, a dead period where guys couldn't visit campus and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty stupid, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you get guys that can drive up, you know, Saturday and watch practice, and you know, meet the coaches and see how they coach and all that. Right. So I, mean, I think it's stupid, but it could especially be now because they changed August. Uh, I guess the last week in August to where they can visit now. So Michigan okay. did a lot of visits that last week, and really the uh, 
the only like one on the schedule has made an announcement. This is when I'm doing it is uh Kiris Jackson who's August nineteenth. Okay, yeah. But a lot of people think Justin Fields will jump by then. Think he'll be on board by then? Mm-hmm. And then uh, you got uh, Ojolari, the linebacker. He's mentioned a few times he wants to commit, you know, before before the season starts. Uh-huh. Then if uh, we get James Cook on campus, the running back, we can get him on campus that last week. It wouldn't be a big surprise at all if he did. Right. So, I mean, that's four right there. Who's the other one? I can't remember. Uh, the Jerome, Georgia kid, uh, Adam Anderson. Yes, Anderson. Yep, 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 yep. He, he's another one that, I don't know. I mean, I think he's looking at, like, more Alabama and Georgia, but I think he's, he's the type, too, that he might want to get it done before the season, too. Yeah, and he's and you know, and, you know none of none of them really. Cook, Anderson, and Fields. I mean, they may have mentioned one at one time or there somewhat about getting done before the season, but really, Ojolari is the only one that's really like seriously talking about. I want to get it before the season is over, so I can just right. concentrate on that. And then Kiaris has actually made the. The date, you know, made the date official. Hey, this is what I'm pulling the trigger. So, I mean, it could could just could end up being just those two, right? But I'm pushing more towards at least four of those guys. Yeah, and, and you know, like I said, you know, last week or so, it seems like the more attention and the more the media really focuses in on fields. I really think he may, like, you know, he may just want to go ahead and get it kind of maybe think he can ease some of the pressure or ease some of the attention off of him. If he does go ahead and commit that everybody. Oh yeah. Cause they're, they're already blowing Harrison up dude. Every day, man. <clears throat> so, and, you know, Harrison in some big powerhouse program, either that's used to all that. And, you know, they don't have 15 guys transferring in every year and dealing with all these D1 coaches and all that pressure. And, you know, Harrison's just Harrison, you know. Right. Fields is probably the biggest thing to come out of there and maybe ever in their football program. Right. Uh, so, I mean, he, he could easily just want to go ahead and end it. Yeah, it seems to make sense. Um, I think we kind of fit along with – more with his personality and really focus in on his team and his season for this year. Uh, also, looking on there, Jamari Sawyer, seems like Georgia may be getting a little traction with him and, and kind of increasing their what's thought to be a lead with him right now, uh, the big, basically the top offensive lineman, in, in, uh, or in, inside lineman anyway. Yeah, and he's the one that said National Signing Day, National Signing Day for a long time. And uh, now he's talking about doing the early period. That start, Yeah, that starts this year too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's the first year they, they can sign letters of intent in December. 
And that's not necessarily enrolling early. That's just ending your... your yeah, it's, I mean, it's not just for early enrollees. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Dude, that would be such a massive, <laughs> literally and figuratively, getting a, a building upon last year's offensive line class to bring in a Hill and a Salyer, and then, of course, the Erickson and uh, Condon already committed. Dre, I'm just telling you right now, with Thomas and Wilson there, and the Tory and Schaefer, mm-hmm. if we pull Hill and Salyer, it will absolutely, I, I don't know if, it'll be the best offensive line we've ever had at UGA, I would say, yeah. history. Yeah. And I think you, you know, Salyer's got a good resource it'll, there. It'll, with, if they pan out the way that we want them, if 90%, if 80% of them pan out the way we want them to, it'll be the best we've had offensive line-wise. Yeah. It'll easily be the highest ranked. Right. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, I was just going to say, Salyer's got a good resource there and his you know, former high school teammate and, and Andrew Thomas, right? Yeah, uh, him and Trey But especially, you know, Thomas was a, you know, same position group. Right. Um, how much do you think does that does that play into his decision, you think? Oh, it would be huge. I mean, he's not just going to face it off that. Right. Well, I mean, him and Thomas have been good friends for how long? Right. So he's got somebody up here he can trust already. Mm-hmm. And somebody's going to, you know, be a not just going to you know, give him any, everywhere. Won't give him any smoking mirrors. Right. And tell him the Every, truth. You know, hey, I love playing for Pittman. He can be an ass sometimes, but all coaches can. <laughs> I love what he does. Yeah, probably every recruit's going to tell you, oh, anywhere you go, oh yeah, it's, it's great here. You know, he can do. You know, it's the best you can do here, but he can actually get it from somebody he knows and trusts for the last three or four years at least. And 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 played beside too, I think, is another big thing. You know, that, oh, that yeah. kind of trust. Hey, talking about offensive linemen, uh-huh. I think it was uh, the two four seven guys' pictures that they took at practice today. Uh-huh. There was a number sixty seven walking across the field or jogging or whatever. 67 on the Georgia roster page is Sam Madden. Because <laughs> everybody, everybody knows how big he is, right? Our boy Sam Madden. Yeah, yeah, 6'6", six, 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 335, is, I think it's what he's listed on the Georgia website. Mm-hmm. So he had his back turned. Isaiah Wilson was facing the camera. And Isaiah Wilson made him look small. <laughs> I'm like... My coach, you know, I'm, you know, I love being clean with Isaiah Wilson just because they're just massive human beings. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, Wilson's huge. I'm like, 67 is an offensive lineman. And he almost dwarfs him. And I was like, who is number 67? I go looking it up, and it says it's Sam Madden. And let's say he switched <laughs> something around. And Sam Madden's a large human being. Yes. But that could yeah, break me in half by thumping me. I mean, dear God! Like we were, we were talking when Sam committed about how big he was, and 
Oh yeah, and which he he's lost weight too because I think he was probably closer to three sixty. Yeah, I think he was. So you know he's lost that weight too, but dear lord. And they also said, uh, I think it was the two four seven practice report was talking about uh, Ben Cleveland and Andrew Thomas being side by side, and Thomas looking better looking bigger than Cleveland. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, That's what Well, I mean, you think about it, I mean, Ben's probably, he's been in the program for, you know, over a full year now. I think they I wanted think, to. I think Nixon is definitely taller. I think he's like an inch taller. I think Thomas is listed at 6'5", and I think Cleveland anywhere from 6'6", six, six to 6'7". Six, mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I don't know, dude. It's crazy. What was the year well, where we had the biggest offensive line in football? Where we like, already oh college, everybody we had the biggest offensive line. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the Bills, what left tackle now? We had him in there. What's his name? Making like uh, ridiculous money now. Theus? No, no, no. Uh, before him. Oh, uh, Cordy Glenn and, and those yeah, guys? Yeah, thank you. It's when Glenn was playing, and we had the biggest offensive line in football. Yeah, that's right. Counting NFL and everything. Well, I mean, if, if these guys, I mean, down the line, if you're seeing a starting offensive line of just Andrew Thomas, Matory Johnson, Justin Schaefer, Ben Cleveland, and Isaiah Wilson, mm-hmm. that's pretty 40 across the board. Yeah, I mean well, a legit. Uh, that's a legit three thirty five, three forty across the board. You, you're and, talking Isaiah Wilson three fifty, Ben Cleveland three forty five, Matory three thirty, three thirty five, Schaefer three forty, Andrew Thomas three thirty, three thirty five. That's that's nasty, well, dude. Think about it though. These guys are athletic as hell, though. Too. I mean. Think about this. Isaiah Wilson was actually getting carries up at his, up at his high school in New York in short yardage. Oh yeah. <laughs> and was, and actually was, look look. I was picking on my wife earlier because she likes to pick on me and about Georgia Tech, and so I was showing her a picture of Isaiah Wilson, and I'm like, yeah, he's coming after y'all's boys. I, I was like, let me pull up a Georgia Tech offensive lineman and see what they look like together. And I was like, oh, by <laughs> the way, he can run like a deer. Yeah, yeah. The tech lineman shaking her head at me. <laughs> the line, tech lineman probably about crap to his wife about football. <laughs> He's probably about two sixty five and uh, you know six one, six two, something like that. Of course, well, I don't know. Is the line, the line's not still there, is it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he was about three eighty, wasn't he? That was yeah, a surprising was a big, one to, to see him go to Tech because he just did not fit that Tech mold of offensive line, offensive lineman. Well, look, here's what she just pulled over. She heard me say glasses and pocket protector. She's like <laughs> a pen that we sign your paychecks with. <laughs> uh, 
She ain't gonna let you get away with nothing, dude. You're not gonna get one over on her. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um. All right, defensive lineman. There's a story, and I heard this name a little while back, and I was a little. I hadn't really heard the name associated much with Georgia, um, but now he's released the top five. Uh, Florida State, Auburn, Tennessee, Georgia, and, and okay, a little surprising here, but University of Mississippi. Uh, now it'll be Coyote Olade. Ole, oh, yeah, we've had, we've had a bunch of stuff about him. Yeah, I've seen him on here, but I haven't. I mean, we were we were the first one he visited after he decommitted because he had a picture standing next to the uh, the Uga statue. Right, right, right. So we we had a good bit of momentum there for a while. I, it wouldn't be a surprise if we landed him, to be honest. Yeah, and he's at a high elite. I'd watch out for like probably Miami too, just because of location. Right. Um. I mean, really, the old. I really don't think Ole Miss is going to be in the running. I mean, nah, it ain't him. <laughs> Come on, man. And I hope Lady T's listening to this. If all this comes out of us in Miami, you know Kirby gets from Rick whoever he wants. <laughs> but for all of you freaking Mark Rick people, how about that? <laughs> Lady C's dialing up now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Pronounce the last name. Ola Dele? Yeah, Man, Dele. I don't even pretend to know that. All Ola I know Dele. is that dude can get at it. <laughs> That's all you got to know. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> um, you know he can get in the backfield in a hurry. That's right. Um, some talk about this. Talk a little bit about this uh, the Nebraska DB commit. Uh, Scott, he's listed as a wide receiver. What's the? I don't even know anything about him. Size six two, and we offered Mario Goodrich, four star. Well, that's the thing that's interesting with these like official offers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, cause you're kind of gonna send them anyway because you know if you're offering these guys and taking commitments from guys to keep them on, and then you're gonna drop them for somebody rated higher later. Call that a Nick Saban special. Mm-hmm. You would kind of bust yourself out if you didn't send them official offers right now. So I guess August first was the first day you could send official offers out. So yeah, okay. you got people think that ah, uh, Beckton won't even end up in our class. Blah blah blah. We're recruiting over him, but then you're seeing him tweet out an official offer, which is you know right. I, I think that's interesting. Same way with right. Stephon Wynn in Alabama. You know, a lot of people thought, you know, because it was like Georgia, 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 Georgia. Then pretty much everybody's kind of educated. It's an educated guess. Hey, Alabama finally gave him a committal blogger, and, of course, he committed to Alabama. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of people that think they're just going to recruit over him. But then they sent him, you know, an official offer. Right. So it's kind of interesting the ones that go out right now. That doesn't mean you have a freaking – committable offer on National Signing Day, but it's still interesting to see the ones that go out. So, you know, we're sending them to, like, Florida State commits and 
that's the first time really anything's come up with us in Goodrich and Nebraska got too. Yeah, that was pretty cool this year, seeing the uh, all those offers go out on Twitter or the official offers. And and it wasn't just Georgia. I mean, I'd never seen those go out before like that, but it wasn't just Georgia. Like it was like everybody was ready to send those, you know, those all those edits out and everything. I tell you um, what, that's for as much stuff as we stayed behind on. That's one place where we kind of been ahead of the game is with social media and stuff like that. Definitely. Well, Definitely we, cutting edge. Whoever uh, runs that stuff needs them. They, they deserve a lot of credit because we kind of, you know, with, with the social media and the videos and all that that they've been doing, I mean, man, we we stayed ahead of the game on that. Yes, yeah. The, yeah, the the videos and everything are, are just spot on with the all the music and um, just, you know, having it all matched. It's, it's done very well, very professional. Um, is that all a part of the, you know, is that all under the, the athletic department or is that the, not quite sure how, you know, are they all underneath the yeah, athletic department? It's under the athletic department. Do what? It's under the athletic department, and usually it ends up being not really some professional guy that's been doing it for 20 years. A lot of times it's a freaking student. Yeah, young young kids coming in and taking care of it. I can't, can't remember the dude's name that was doing all the videos. But, you that's know, probably why. Left now. That's probably why they are on, you know, ahead of the curve on everything, too, because it is all the kids are used to, you know, being yeah, on Twitter, being on but Snapchat. But still, every, everybody else Instagram. has students, too. Yeah. Everybody true. else has students who work in the athletic department. They just hire guys and just stay the head of the game. Yeah. I mean, it's really something to be proud of. Those dudes are good, man. Yeah. Didn't the one guy, uh, and his, again, his name escapes me, but didn't the one guy leave recently? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, like, you know, he graduated year. or whatever, and and I think he went maybe with a baseball team. I can't remember. Okay. Seems like he went with a, ended up getting a job with a major league baseball team. I, I want to say that for some reason. Right. Um, what was the deal with the uh, was it Roquan with the look like the uh, the spiked shoulder pad? <laughs> Did I you missed that. that. Yeah, it was on uh, one of the UGA again one of the UGA sports uh, Twitter uh, and Facebook, and they were out there and he had the little like the you know like the spiky pads that the guys wear up in the stands. It was it was like one of those. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Pretty freaking hilarious. Um, how is it going to be for Georgia? What do they need to? You know, what's kind of the takeaway? When is the the first scrimmage and, and, you know, have you seen like a breakdown of the schedule yet with, uh, with that? I know they just got into, you know, helmets and pads today or shoulder pads. Well, you got the uh, first, uh, the open practice fan day Saturday. Okay. Doing the whole picture and autograph thing as well afterwards. Or, yeah. Yeah. And we got the, uh, we got the Georgia article that they put out 
you know, with the schedule and all that good stuff. Uh-huh. Ah, the dude's name was uh, Frank Martin. That was his name that did all the videos. Oh, yeah. He went to South Carolina and led him to the Final Four last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and yeah, he was yeah, because he he was a student, and so he graduated and went on took a job with I can't remember. Went up to New York. I swear he was doing some kind of sports thing up there too. Okay. Hey, real quick, uh, jumping ahead a little bit to the class of 19, there's been a lot of news, or not news, I guess, but a lot of predictions or, or estimations on where Papo may end up signing. Um, and a lot of them seem to be thinking he was kind of headed away from Georgia. Again, that was kind of a thought for a while. Then Georgia had him on campus, what, three or four times there in last month or a month and a half. And uh, people thought maybe things were starting to turn. Now uh, it seems like some of the national guys have kind of started pushing again towards away from Georgia, it seems like. What, what's kind of your thoughts on, on what he may do? And I missed did you say Owen Papa? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's coming to Georgia. I bet we're probably third. Which he has visited a ton. There's like one yeah. time he visited twice in like ten or twelve days or something. Right. But yeah, you know, I I, it wouldn't surprise me if we were third or fourth. Okay. Um, don't think that may think that changes any with you. I know it's opposite side, but just the draw of having a Justin Fields on, on board, I think, could play a, a, a role in it where he goes, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. I don't know, just have a feeling on, you know, if that happens. Um, who's been somebody that's kind of – oh, K.J. Henry, real quick, uh, released his top five. Uh, Virginia Tech, Clemson, South Carolina, Alabama, and Georgia. Where does where does Georgia stack up in, in, when it comes to KJ Henry's recruitment? Hey, hire his dad for the old field position, and you'll get him. <laughs> where is his dad coach? I saw some talk about that before. Where is his dad coaching now? He's at like Charlotte, I think. Oh, the uh, he's the old field coach there, University of Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What does he? What does he coach? Where Where can we get him on the field? <laughs> Ooh, one of, I think running backs or receivers one, and I'm not taking him over McGee or Coley, so no, no. What about Otherwise, if nobody hires his dad, he's probably Clemson bound, I imagine. Yeah. You can't count on out Alabama with these type guys. Yeah. What about like an assistant receiver, running back coach, maybe something? I don't know. <laughs> Do what? 
Maybe assistant running back or, or receivers coach? Yeah, for real. <laughs> when is the well, tenth, even, even if they do like a tenth coaching position soon, I don't think he'd be in line for it. Not with Fountain right. and uh, the Minnesota coach that's an analyst. Not with not with them two on staff. Right. Um, and he has to be on on an on field coach to be able to to get around the NCA rule, huh? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. All right. Uh, again, you know, get that get that kind of the spokesperson that that you know the the leader of the class get you know hopefully in and on and out in the public and everything and hopefully can let a lot of kids know that this could be a special class, man. Um, could change a could change a lot of kids' minds for this year and next. How did the uh, how did how did I like how they did that with that official offer thing? They had the actual well, it wasn't the, the true letter, but it was a, a representation of the letter, and then. They just what plugged in, photoshopped the kids' heads into the onto the body. Yeah, and they they do some good graphics with that. There was a couple of schools that that looked pretty good, and there were some that were you know big time D one schools powerhouses, and theirs were crappy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, man, who are y'all hiring? That's what I'm saying. That's, we have room to be proud on that because. Man, it looked good. Let's see. Going back a little bit further, uh, another 19 kid, uh, the running back. We were talking about running backs earlier, how loaded Georgia is, the Derrico Smith out of Southwest Cab. How do you feel? Hey, like I he watched out for him. He's, he's a ball player. Yeah. Think he'll be I think I, I think our top target is still in North Carolina, though, again. Oh, really? Yeah, the couch kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, have you heard anything new on the uh, the linebacker from the University of North Carolina that could be looking to may possibly transfer? No, not yet. But if we're – I think Crumpton put us at 85, though. So yeah, so we're but we got a but we have another year too, so right. No doubt that would certainly oh, to keep it. I'll tell you something else interesting. How about uh former UGA linebacker Dietrich Bean Dukes Ugh. and Kendarius Webster who. We went after at the very end, but, you know, he's still yeah. thinking of Ole Miss. He was hurt last year getting arrested for uh, stealing. That's the last thing Ole Miss needed right then. Yeah, they really needed some uh, – really I mean, good, good news. Lord. Good news to, to counter the, all, the, yeah. all the other stuff going on. <laughs> the, I mean, oh, both of them – you know, Webster's coming off injury, so you can't really tell. You know, ACL and – you know, he's a DB, so you can't really tell, you know, how good he's going to come back this year. 
Dukes as a starter. Yeah. And, I mean, well, the last people in the world you would think right now, the last football players in the world you would think right now wanted to get in trouble were, dang, any old Miss players. <laughs> I know. I know. Not exactly the best way to start out your uh, as a head coach. Uh, they got coach. suspended for the uh, season Not opener. Losing. And I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be – kind of left open to interpretation too could be more i'm assuming i don't know no that, no it, it, it's i guess you could say that, official whatever that's it oh, okay. those, those two are suspended for the september 2nd season opener versus south alabama okay for selling well, 200 dollars worth of cleaning supplies hey cleanliness is next to godliness man <laughs> i'm just saying i mean <laughs> I mean, if you're stealing you know, it, I don't know if that. If that you, you can buy your own Clorox wipes. <laughs> I mean, if you're stealing the cleaning products, I'm not sure that that rule still applies. But, um. I mean, I'm just saying, unless you know, the thing I thought of was, okay, what are they using these cleaning supplies for? Yeah. Because who buys two hundred dollars worth of cleaning supplies? Right. Which I mean, college kind of, student? buy $200 worth of cleaning supplies. And what were they going to do with it? Yeah, I, I, that's kind of baffling. That, as no, nobody's, nobody's talking about that part of it. Yeah. And, of course, Ole Miss is going to say, oh, everybody's just piling on, poor Ole Miss. Nobody wants us to be good. Everybody's picking on us. That's like their favorite story. <laughs> but, I mean, do you know of any college students Almost really ever that you've seen go buy or take two hundred dollars worth of cleaning supplies at one time. I mean, unless they want to start their own cleaning business or something. <laughs> I so they can't have a business. They're college football players. Oh yeah, you can't even have a YouTube channel for guys. Oh, you can't have a YouTube channel, man. <laughs> I'm ho- I'm hopefully just buying a bunch of dish soap to wet the hall floor so they could play games and everybody could go sliding down them. Yeah, it could have been a, a like a, what, a bubble party or what do you call those? Yeah, man, I, I, just, I don't know enough about drugs to know which cleaning supplies you use to do what besides if you do too much of any of it, it'll probably kill you. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what... Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know what... You know what I mean? I mean... I don't know what to use that makes one and what cleaning supplies people use. I just don't know all that. But that was my first thought is, okay, they weren't buying that to sweep. Right. And mop. Yeah, did they break it down what it was? Was it nah, I don't think so. chemicals or actual? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. So, I mean, Maybe you probably it's... never know, but they weren't doing it to sweep a mop, I guarantee you. Maybe it was feather dusters and uh, like French maid outfits for their girlfriends. Ah, maybe whatever. I mean, <laughs> I guess you can give them the benefit of the doubt. We won't even mess with that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's um, nah, yeah, that's pretty dumb. Unfortunately, for like you said, former dog Dietrich being Dukes, who uh, we had on the on the podcast a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, can't just throw him under a bus because 
seems like I don't remember another time he's gotten in trouble. So you know, no. we'll make mistakes and God. I know, who knows? Some, some everybody jumped on us every time we made a mistake. Right. We'd all be in trouble. Somebody may have told him, you know, hey, go ahead and take these if you need them, or you know, something along those lines. Even. Yeah, I mean, it could be anything. You know, I mean, at least it wasn't crab legs, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> right. Or money, or. You know, like Peter Warwick, you know, getting all the clothes. Was it at Dillard? It wasn't the crab legs, it wasn't the laptop, it wasn't the teammates' property. <laughs> so, I mean, I think we're all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, you're listening to Field Street Forum Radio. Your host, The Real Dre, joined by Jason Harry Dog. Talking Georgia football, Georgia recruiting. Trying to hitting this kind of a what a dead period right now for for August for uh, between colleges and recruits and uh, you know things may be picking up big time here in August so you got to keep up with the latest in the recruiting to do so head over to fieldstreetforum.com check out the front page or in the Classic City chat with the uh, check out all the latest discussion. And, talk going on in there hopefully here in a little bit we will have a future baseball dog georgia bulldog brandon jerning will be joining the program in a little bit um uh-oh got a call here calvin what's going on homie what's up guys how are you i'm doing all right i got old Brandon on the other night eh yeah, he should be coming on hopefully here in a little bit. I just want to Ready say to... one thing about I want to say one thing about that kid. Uh-huh. He runs he runs the pads better than anybody I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> the kid can run the freaking pads, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hey. telling you, I went to I went to a game. They played Camden. I got there like. In the second inning, when I went over there to holler at him, he said, Coach, he said, I already done jacked one out for you, but you wasn't here. <laughs> I was like, wow. He hadn't made an error in three years, dude, in the outfield. Yeah. Oh, uh, he is. The kid, he is. And, I mean, the kid is just lightning quick, man. And uh, I, I think that's been his biggest asset to, you know, as an athlete and especially on the baseball field. No, no, he's not quick. He's fast. Right. Well, yeah. So he's fast. I'm telling you, the kid is fast, yeah. man. And I told him, I told him when I talked to him, I, I, I told him, I said, I don't even think you get a chance to play college football. I said, dude, and, and he may not get a chance to play college baseball. I'm just saying, all the Georgia fans, the kid may get drafted if you have a good yeah. year next year. It's a, it's a very good possibility. Did Randon Jernigan gets drafted? Oh yeah, and that's the that's the kind of iffy thing about college, you know college baseball recruiting is you got to recruit really good players to be have a really good program, but if you recruit too good of players, they're gonna get picked up by the major league draft, and you're not gonna have them anyways, and then you don't have anybody to to fall back on. So yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. So, 
But, you know, you got to have those kind of kids. Take a chance on them. Get them in your program. And then, you know, you have them for three. Is it three years for baseball, right? Your junior year. Three years after graduating. I thought they could go after their first year, or then after that they have to wait two more years or something. It's something crazy. It's something weird about that. Yeah, I think I think if you can go in high school, but if you go to college, you you have to wait three years. Yeah, something. Yeah, something. I kind of wish basketball would go to that, to be honest, but who knows? Uh, anyway, uh, hold on. No. All right, we got a call coming in. Field Street Forum Radio. Who do we have? Brandon Jernigan. Hey, Brandon, what's going on, man? Uh, not much, not much. Appreciate what's up, boy? Joining us not here much. on Field Street Forum. This is uh, Drayton. I've been talking with you on Twitter a little bit. We got Jason also on the show and uh, co-host with me. And then guy you might know, Calvin from down in Camden. He he's calling. Oh yeah. Tonight. Oh yeah, that's my dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my guy right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Randall, what's going on, man? How how's everything going? It's good. It's good. I'm just chilling right now. Chilling. Gotcha. Have you uh I guess you guys have started your your fall camp and getting ready to start the football season at Glen? Oh yeah, we uh we had a tour day yesterday and practice today, so yeah, we're we're fully okay. we're going right now. How's uh how's everything going with that? Uh, it's good. I mean, um we're definitely you know, we're getting better, that's for sure, you know. Coach Rock, he's crazy with developing players. So, <laughs> right, no doubt. Yeah. Um, well, some of this down here in this area, I think a lot of people, you know, really know about you as far as, you know, what the uh, a stellar athlete you are, a baseball player, football player. You had offers for football and baseball. What was it about baseball that really, really drew you in to 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 go in that choice? Oh well, I mean, I just. I personally felt I went with my gut, and um, I feel like my ceiling is higher in baseball, and 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 the long the longevity of it, like you can play it for a long time if you get good enough. I mean that just, mm-hmm. and you know another thing is I'd like to be able to walk when I'm sixty. You know, so <laughs> I mean it's, there's a lot of factors into it. So. Right, right. Um, how about what was it about Georgia that? Uh, really gave you know gave you the decision to go ahead and commit to Georgia well I mean the day they offered me I wanted to commit on the spot I'll be honest with you but I knew I had to give it some time but um I mean like I told somebody the other day I said what what Georgia boy doesn't want to play for Georgia I mean right in any sport you know and that's I've always wanted to play for Georgia and I was kind of mad with them for a while because I didn't have an offer for either sport and I finally got it and and the rest mm-hmm. is history I guess so. Awesome, man. Well, well hey, I well, know Jordan. Well, Brandon, I told him you probably never step campus on, 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 on Georgia campus. I think you're going to get drafted. I don't know. We'll see. If I if I develop more, I'm going to have to work harder. So I'm definitely up well, for the I, task. I, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think you I think you got it in you to work harder. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What would it? What would it kind of take for you to to go, you know, strictly major league? Do you have an idea in mind, a round in mind, a, a signing bonus in mind, anything like that? 
Uh, I mean, it really depends on it, when we get to that moment. I can't really say what round or whatever. I mean, I don't want to sign for a, a $30,000 sign-up bonus. That's not enough to keep me away from, you know, college. Right. So, I mean, it would, it, it would have to be – it has to be pretty high. I mean, it's like probably eighth round and under. I mean, it has to be that right. kind of high, you know, because I don't want to sign in the tenth round for for eighty grand. You know, when I'm for when I'm getting a scholarship for baseball, I'm getting a pretty good scholarship baseball wise. I'm gonna be getting probably a hundred grand, you know, for four right. years. So I mean, something that would be able to pull me away from college, you know, enough. Right, and hey, and I know Calvin saying that, but and it's four years in Athens, man. So I mean, that's that's a big difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's <laughs> hey, right. Hey, hey, but you know what? You know what? The greatest thing about that, if you know, we just hypothetically talking, if he does get drafted in baseball and it doesn't work out, dude, you can go play football as a twenty-four yeah. year old anywhere in the country. Yeah, I've yeah. been told that. I was, I was like, you know, if it didn't work out, I'd go walk on somewhere and earn a scholarship, you know. But, yeah, Because, yeah. I mean, it's it's possible. I mean, I've I've heard of many dudes doing that, so. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, this is, what, this, is what, this is what you do, Randy. If you do, you get it, you get it written into your contract that the team also pays, if it doesn't work out, they also pay for you to go back to school and pay. For college. For yep, yeah. they pay for yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a lot of benefits to it, and that's, I mean, that's why I'm really blessed with these opportunities and and all these, just everything with it, you know. So, right. Uh, tell us what are your what have been your impressions of Coach Strickland? Uh, I mean, he's obviously a genuine guy, and I've I probably talked to him probably five five times, you know, over the last couple couple months and he really knows his baseball he really does mm-hmm. and and I think he really developed those six young freshmen that he started last year I mean they they did start off rocky and I was like mm, I don't know if I'd want to go play there and then they finished off uh winning six of nine against Kentucky Mississippi State and I can't remember the other one it was three SEC yeah. series and they they won all three of the series and that that's what really stuck out to me. I was like, they, they got it. I think they got it rolling now. So right, seeing that progress and that improvement. Mm-hmm. Because they were like, well, that's a- at one point, I think they were like eighteen and twenty-six, and they finished off finished off the season like twenty-seven and thirty-one, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. Right. So, so I mean, I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah, they battled their way into the into the SEC tourney. You know, because you got yeah, they did in the top. 10 or 12, I think, in that. And they, mm-hmm. at the time, they weren't. So uh, they were able to battle through and, and, like you said, finish the season strong and, and hopefully kind of provide that stepping stone to be get back to where Georgia baseball should be. I mean, that, that's one thing we've talked about on Field Street Forum and uh, here on the podcast and everything about how the baseball program is really just a, you know, kind of a sleeping giant. You had 1990s. Really they were really good. And you got so much talent here in the state, you know, just... And they go out always, always, Yeah. I was always joking, mm-hmm. just recruit Cobb County and you can have a, a strong program as it is. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. But you get, you know, get kids from down here and Cobb and 
you know, about Austin in that area. And, you know, it, it, it's just tons of talent in this state. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was talking to Coach Strickland about. We have uh, seven commits and five of them are from Georgia, which that's, that's a Good. plus because usually they'd have to go somewhere else to get them because all the Georgia boys are going to like Clemson and, and South Carolina right. and places like that, you know. So I think see I the, think he's really getting better with uh, recruiting Georgia. I mean that's where the best baseball players at. I'm telling you, Georgia and Florida. Yeah. So. Yep. And you see the success that uh, South Carolina and, and Clemson have had over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And they they, they have all of, Georgia boys. Right. They kind of raided the state you. a little bit. <laughs> mhm. They have. We're talking to uh, Rand and Jernigan, uh, Glenn Academy mm-hmm. Red Terror, and. Uh, Hopefully, future Georgia Bulldog on on the baseball field. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it that kind of has grabbed you know Calvin and I and, and Jay, we were telling Jason about you know some of your abilities on the baseball field. Kind of what what was your what do you feel like has been the biggest asset that you think kind of grabbed people's attention on on the baseball field or as an athlete? Period. Uh, I would say definitely my speed. Um, Scouts and and recruiters they they really love them some speed and mm-hmm. I think the first time Georgia watched me I, I think I was a sophomore and we were playing in uh we we're playing in East Cobb and I had two base hit bunts and like four stolen bases <laughs> and I mean that they just love that stuff like the small ball and the stealing the bases and and I can I I can run down a fly ball I mean they just love stuff like that <laughs> I mean it's just natural I mean I don't I mean I don't know. I was blessed with that. That's for sure. I mean, it comes down to family tree. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Your dad, your dad. Uh, my my what papa was held the. Yeah, they both. Dad ran a four uh, three, ran a a ten two one hundred, and my papa he held the hundred hundred yard dash. It wasn't a meter back then, but he had the hundred yard dash uh, for about fifteen years. So wow. He was out of Baxley. <laughs> he was out of Appleton, Georgia. So. Okay. I mean, it's it came down to family tree definitely. That's that's awesome, man. Uh, I was talking a little bit to a couple of guys. I don't know if you played with them or not, but uh, Zach Lamper and uh, Tyler Hickox. I got to play with Hickox, Tyler Hickox. I didn't get to play with Lamper. Okay. Um, now I mentioned you had committed to Georgia, and they and they both said, "Oh yeah, it must be six uh, three. What what was the significance of six three? Is that your? Uh, I uh, ran it. I ran it at um, East Coast Pro. Um, all 30, it, it was crazy. Like I was so nervous. It was, it was the craziest thing I ever seen. We were running a 60 and all 30 scouts were down at the, at the, uh, finish line, you know, you know, uh-huh. timing. And there was 15 on one side, 15 on the other. And I remember running and I, uh, I beat a Clemson commit who goes to Grayson. You see, uh-huh. he's going to Clemson. Um, <laughs> and, um, they all turned their heads real fast when I finished. I was like, ah, I probably ran like a six five because I usually run like a high six four, low six five, and then uh-huh. I ran and ran it again, and they turned their heads the same way again. And then after the East Coast Pro tryout, they were all like, "Man, you ran a six three. I'm like, "There ain't no way. I've never ran a six three. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that that really caught some eyes at that at that thing running a six three. They they said it's the fastest they recorded this year. So. Wow, man! man. What was yeah, that? Coach, what was that? Speed, I missed that. I missed that. What was that? Now, 
a, a six three. Sixty. Yeah, the kid can fly around the bases, man. The bases, <laughs> the bases. The kid can hit the pads, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, right, Rand. What What do you feel like you still need to really work on to take that next step as a as a ball player? Uh, well, I've been told I'm a four two player because I I don't have the strongest arm, so I would say I need to work on my arm okay. strength, and I can always work on hitting. I mean. I can I right. can work on all all four or five tools. I mean, I'm there's always room for improvement. I feel like, and but I think the biggest one is my arm strength. So that I okay. think I need to, I think I need to get that right, and then maybe I'll I can become a five tool player. Gotcha. Cincinnati Red select Brandon Jernigan, <laughs> sixth round of the MLB. <laughs> right. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I, I hope I am too. Hey, Cincinnati needs a savior, dude. We need one. I'm a Reds fan. Pete, oh, Pete Rose is my all-time favorite player. I don't care what none of y'all say. Yeah, that's that's a bad dude. That's a bad – y'all got Billy Hamilton right now, though. That's a bad that's, dude, too. Yeah, you talk about speed. So, yeah, that's yeah, a fast yeah. dude right there. But we need two bad dudes. <laughs> y'all just y'all just drafted uh, Hunter Green. He throws like 102. <laughs> Dude, we try to we uh, look. We ain't won. We ain't won one since Eric Davis was there. So I, I mean, this is a long. And you don't even know. You don't even know who he is. That's like way. I don't. Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Calvin. I know you was a Chris Zabo fan, man. Come on. Man, look. I love anything. In, I told y'all I'm stuck in the seventies, man. I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler. I'm a Cincinnati Red. I'm a USC Trojan. I'm a and I'm a UCLA Bruin in basketball. So, you know, they were dynasties back then, and I just stick with them until they win again. Oh, yeah. Lord, what a- oh, yeah. All the good teams. <laughs> yeah. you're a bandwagon jumper, man. Good Lord. Nah. You're all over the country. Listen, listen, when I was three years old, dude, I'm telling you, I was watching TV, and those were the teams that were winning in the 70s. So I'm yeah. stuck, dude. I'm stuck in the 70s. Yeah. You call it, you call it a bandwagon. But I'm loyal to my teams, man. I, you ain't never heard me, you know, be anybody else fan. I'm, I no, am what I am. I should rephrase that. You were a bandwagon fan, but you stuck with them ever since then. <laughs> but, but guess what? But guess what? At the time, I didn't know I was being a band. I like winners. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, as, as a kid, as a kid, I was going for the winners. I, I don't right. know if that's something to be said. I I don't like losers that much, you know. Because there ain't no way you're a USC and a UCLA fan at the same time. I know normally. it. I know. But That's I crazy right there. But guess what? I didn't understand it. I didn't understand right. it. They were just winning. You know what I'm saying? They were like, I was like, okay. But then when I got older, I was like, dang, I hate UCLA in football, and I hate USC in basketball. It's just crazy. Right, right, right. Yeah, I may be a little dyslexic or something. <laughs> you something else. Hoard. Talking with uh, Rand and Jernigan here on Field Street Forum Radio, Glen Academy Red Terror, and uh, hopefully future Georgia Bulldog baseball player. Um, do you know some of the other guys on on the Georgia program right now? Do you get to hang uh, out like with any that other? are in it or committed? Yeah. Well, both. Uh, actually. I know um, Tony Losey. I know him because he we we played in the same organization. We played in chain together. Okay. And. That's really the only one I know right now. I know I don't know Tucker, but I've I know of him. 
Mm-hmm. And I know Keegan because he's from Coffee, and right. I'm real good friends with Jack Gowan, who committed with uh, Georgia. Okay. So, yes, sir. Gotcha. Now, tell me this: you've had, uh, you know, and not everybody knows, you know, your story down in, again down in in our neck of the woods, man. You, you know, we know all a lot about you, and but you've had quite a journey, you know, with the football field, you know. With, playing for, you know, having Coach Floyd, then into Coach Harold, then heading over across town over to Glen Academy with Coach Hidalgo. Um, how is, you know, how is playing for Coach Rock really kind of help settle things down and, and really help you, you know, get focused back on the football field? Um, he he really – they call him Cocky Rocky for a reason. He's He brings the <laughs> confidence. He he really does bring the confidence to the team. Like, we can – we really feed off of it, I'll be honest with you. And, and he ain't cocky, but I mean, he does bring that confidence, that that type of swagger, you know, that really gets his team ready to like. He he really wants us to whip people's behinds, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and he really takes pride in his team's gonna play harder than the other team. That's what he really takes pride in. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I know him know him pretty well, man. He's he's one of the, my favorite coaches, man, to, to just sit and, and talk with, whether it's football or or anything. He, he's yeah, he's just a, a good dude, good chill he's, dude, man. He's so smart too. I mean, at first I didn't know how good of a coach he was, and then I started being around him, and he he was saying some smart things I had never even thought of, like uh, saying the running backs need to know if it's cover two or cover one, so that way if he breaks through the second line of of defense that if he needs to make one cut and go or if he's just going to have to outrun him, you know. Yeah. Things like that, I was like, dang, I never even thought of that before. So, Right. Well, now you scored. Now, one thing that stuck in my mind when I, I saw you play the year you transferred from Brunswick to Glenn, that was in the same year. Uh, a lot of people may not remember that. But you you scored a touchdown as a Glenn Academy Red Terror and a Brunswick High Pirate in the same year, same season. <laughs> I, on the same team <laughs> and I against South Effingham. Really <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even really think of anybody else that had pulled that off in in one season before. So I I I know you're in a very a very limited club right there in with that little stat right off the bat. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there. Um, but uh, now are you are you going to be switching changing positions back to to quarterback this year? Yes, sir. I am. I'm going to be playing quarterback, and and I told Coach Rock I'd do whatever he wanted me to do, and he said I need you to play quarterback this year. So right. I'm right. A, I'm excited to play it. So yeah, have you kind of missed playing quarterback a little bit? Um, I I like playing slot and running back a lot because I mean it's more uh-huh. natural to me. But I mean, um, I've always been a a pretty a pretty good vocal leader. So, I mean, it's pretty natural to me as a quarterback. I would say that. So, I mean, I've, I've played it all my life, you know, and at right. one point I got tired of it. So like this, this one, this one and a half year off from, and I was, it was kind of, it was kind of nice. So kind of refreshing for you. Huh? Yeah. But now, I mean, I love it. I love reading defenses and stuff. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Coach Rock, he hires great coaches, like our offensive coordinator. He's, he's one smart dude. And, yeah. And I know how to read defenses now because of them. So, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you'll be going back to quarterback. You started out at, at quarterback at Brunswick High as a freshman. He was you were a starting quarterback over there. Um, how much? How much did that? 
you know, starting out at quarterback as a freshman on, you know, on varsity, how much did you feel like it was, you know, too big for you or anything, or did it did it kind of settle you down, make things make you realize, you know, the things that you can accomplish, or, or you know, how did how did that how did, how do you look back now on uh, coming into your season senior year, looking back starting as a freshman, how how much have things changed for you? Well, it, it really made me grow up. You know, I had Coach Floyd, who he's he's a he's top two coaches I've been with, along with Coach Rock, but uh, he's. He really gave me the confidence, you know. He told me he was like the first game. I was kind of nervous, of course, you know, being a freshman and 145 pounds. <laughs> you know, he really gave me confidence. He was like, "You're you're built for this," and mm-hmm. and I believed him. You know, being young like that, and I don't know, it it just grew on me. Really, I mean, I, I really grew up that year and mm-hmm. really found myself as a player and as a competitor. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of what are you? What are your thoughts heading into the season? I mean, you know, Glenn Academy has lost so much, you know, with DJ and Zelante and all those other guys that you know kind of really helped reestablish or establish Glenn Academy. Yeah. You know, back on the map. Do you think you feel like some of the other schools in the region are going to be saying, "Oh, now's our time to get Glenn Academy"? You know, they lost so <laughs> I, much. I don't think they really believe that still. Um, like I told some I, – I put it on Twitter. I was like, you can't replace a DJ Dallas. You know, you can't. And I'm not going to try to replace him. I'm, I'm going to play how I play, you know. Right. Um, I think as long as our offensive line and our defensive line really develop along the season, I think I think we'll be fine, really, because we're going to play harder than another team one, and we're going to be more mm-hmm. disciplined. I mean, that's just, that's just how it's going to go. So, I mean, if we play good football, we should be able to win games. How we should, how right. we want to. So, who's uh who's some of your other guys um, that you feel like are going to help help you lead this team this year? Your offensive line, you know, you lost a big stud in in Zelante Hillary last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we lost we lost got... four seniors last year, and they were all good. Um, right. but the guys right behind them, you know, they were they were backups last year. I mean, we were we were lucky that our starters didn't get hurt last year, but they were ready all last year. And, we got a center, Bennett Delaney. I mean, he's really he he started last year, and he was really okay. really good. So he really came along. Uh, I think Kane Cruz is really going to help us. We moved him to running back. He's okay. he is the most shiftiest player I have ever seen. No lie. Oh wow. Um, Hunter Hall, of course, he's playing linebacker. He's going to be running the ball a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, you know Tyler Grant. Yes, had the knee injury uh, last year. Yep. Once he gets back, he'll be fine too. His little brother Nolan, I'm telling you, he's he's not big, but he is the most quickest. Like first two or three steps, he he is in full speed. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna be young. We're gonna have some sophomores starting, that's for sure. But right, that was never a problem when um, I was a sophomore or DJ was a sophomore. Zelante, Garrison. I mean, they developed. Coach Rock developed those guys as sophomores. So, I mean. We have a lot of good players. We have uh, Marvin Dallas at cornerback, right. six foot three. He's 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 still kind of raw, but he he's still so good that it makes up for it. Um, right. You got Patrick Fulton, who's the other safety. He's he started last year. Um, we got we have so many guys across the board who I think just have such great potential. I mean, the potential's there, and and with Coach Rock coaching, I really think we can really do something with it.
So, right. What uh, you are, you guys already had your spring game with Brunswick, of course, uh, a little while back. What's kind of your thoughts on on you know all the buzz around Brunswick High with uh, Coach Bender coming in? Oh uh, well, we we all know he's a great coach. I mean, there's no doubt about that, and we know there's great athletes over there. There always has been. Um, but with that being said, I mean, I think we're still a better team. You know, people didn't notice we were running the same play the whole time, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, and, and our defense obviously wasn't ready for that air raid offense. So. <laughs> right. Right. But I think it's going to be a good game. I know that for sure when it comes down to it. So. Mm-hmm. How about, um, of course, for baseball coming up at Glen Academy, you're going to be having a you're going to have a new a new head coach, new leader over there. Uh, coach Roberts is moving over to uh, Frederica. Kind of give you a little bit of thoughts on on Coach Roberts, and then also uh, the new coach comes in with a, a great pedigree as well. Talk a little bit where he's leading the program. Um, I, I think Coach Roberts. I think I love Coach Roberts to death. I think he made the right move for his family uh, mm-hmm. financially, and and I don't blame him for it. I mean, you got to do what you, he's got two girls so I mean you know right. how tough that is you know um I think he made the right decision and I don't fault him for it you know I think this new coach I know he's a great coach it's just um coach Roberts is more on the lenient side you know fun type coach but also a good coach and mm-hmm. from what I've heard the new coach he's going to be strict he's going to be more strict I heard he's a great coach though so right I, I know he has connections too just like coach Roberts so I mean I think it's gonna be I think it's still a win win, really. So Right. No doubt. Have you has the baseball program has he come down and, and met with everybody and everything or Um, he hasn't met with everybody yet. Uh I know we are soon, like in the next week or two, something like that. Gotcha. Um because he had to go back to North Hall, you know, they had their their um their banquet and everything, you know, for their state championship. So okay. I mean, I I talked to Coach Rock. He was like, when I was up there at Walton, North Hall was terrible at baseball. (laughs) He was like, Manjaro's done developed them. I mean, there's no telling what he could do with our talent down here because there really is talent. You know, um, we won state all the way up with the team we have now, so I don't see why we couldn't really get better and do that again. Right. But um, I think it's going to be a good situation. I mean, it would have been good either way with Coach Roberts or the new coach, you know, so. Right. Right, no doubt. Um, how about if, if if and when you do make it to Athens, do you feel like it's going to be strictly baseball or you you think you might maybe take a tryout with football and give it a shot? You think you may miss it at all or what do you think? Um, I mean, I don't really want to do both sports, but uh, – I don't know how I would react if they asked me to walk on. I mean, if they did, right. I'd be I'd be pretty ecstatic about that. Um, I definitely have to get some thought to it because I know I'm gonna miss it, of course. Right. So it it has to be something on the spot. I I can't really tell you that right now. <laughs> just just wonder. I mean, that kind of speed. It's it's hard to coach in any sport, man. So. <laughs> mhm. <laughs> no doubt. So. All right, who do you guys who does who does Glen Academy who do you guys open up with and and other than the Brunswick game is there any games that you're you're really looking forward to this year? Um the first one we open up with Benedictine. 
You know, they won state last okay. year. Um, they right. got us last year. Granted, we did fumble the ball. We lost five fumbles that game. Yeah. Um. I I, I really point out the wear game because that's like our our new rivalry. You know. Yeah. Um. And everything. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, there's there's a lot of games on our schedule. Benedictine. Um. The first four we got Benedictine, Ware, Tift, and Camden. So I mean, that's not no breeze by no, any means. No. So. Well, um, Camden might be, you know, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think I think they're going to be better. We've seen them in contact I, I think they're going to be better. So, yeah, I'm messing with I mean, I've, I've talked to Coach Spire from uh, North Gwinnett, and he he is a he is an excellent football coach and an excellent person. So uh, he is. I, I think he is in very good hands. I think uh, so too. I mean, they're going to have to adapt to that spread, but I mean, right? It, it can't it can't be that hard. So. Right, right. Uh, we got a call on the line. Let's see if they have a question or if they were just listening in. Hold on one second. Field Street Forum Radio, who do we have? North Georgia, were you just listening in, or do you have a question for any for us or for Randon? Just listening. Oh, he's right, just listening. I was about to say, <laughs> Randon, sometimes we get some shy folks on the line. They don't want to. Don't want to chime in. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Randa, it's been a pleasure talking with you, buddy. Um, you know, I want to wish you best of luck for the upcoming football season and, of course, for baseball and everything as well, and the school year, obviously. Sometimes I think everybody forgets the school got to go on as well with, with athletics. But, uh, you know, it, it's stuff you got to focus on and, and get taken care of. But we certainly appreciate you coming on. And anytime you want to come on, man, just give me a shout and we'll – Get you on board here and talk with you some more. It's been it's been fun, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate it a lot. So it's been it's it's been nice. So I appreciate it. Yeah. How is how is real quick? How's the uh, have you heard much from from the Georgia fan base as far as you know on welcoming you to to the program? Um, I've had a couple uh, mentions on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot of retweets from diehard uh, Georgia fans. So I mean. I guess you can consider that contacted from them, but um, right, yeah, that's right. about it, really. Oh man, that's about it. Well, we're certainly excited that you you have joined in with the dogs, and uh, and hopefully, you know, if you can go MLB, hey, nobody's going to fault you for that, my man. But uh, <laughs> yes, we hopefully look forward to seeing you for the next three to four years in Athens, and and really, you know, making your name and reestablishing that Georgia program. Oh yeah, yes, be. sir. Yes, sir. That's right. All right. Appreciate it, Randon. We'll yes, sir. Thank later, you. Buddy. Thank you. Take yes, care. Sir. See you. Uh, Randon Jernigan. Oh, give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, he mentioned that earlier, but uh, it's R underscore Jernigan, and that is spelled J-E-R-N-I-G-A-N 3. R underscore Jernigan 3. Give him a follow and let him know you Enjoyed hearing him on the show, and uh, and that you're glad that he is a Georgia Bulldog. But uh, well, while we were talking, had the show going on. Apparently, Trey Dean made a de- decision and has committed to the University of Tennessee. Yeah, that's weird. That came out of nowhere. Well, there's too many people saying he was a take for UGA and a take for. Alabama and the take here and there and I mean anybody that's been following recruiting for 
a day and tell what went on here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he I had to get a spot if, uh, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. He's getting his spot, but then you kind of got to wonder if he, you know, how does that stick? You know, I mean, obviously it's not something that's. Yeah, I mean, you you know, sometimes you get the feelings hurt too much, and even even if Georgia comes back crawling, you know, he's well, you don't want me before, why you want me now? So I mean, he could stick. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, that's that that kind of caught me by surprise. Uh, of course, they're gonna first thing you're gonna read is trading committed to Tennessee over Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, right. Florida State, Texas. Yeah, of course. Like, of course. No, he didn't. He had committable offers. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, um, I just heard a little buzz about uh, for Georgia fans to maybe keep their ears open for tomorrow, possibly. Um, yeah, and hey, I tell you what, it's, it's good to be in a position to basically not have a spot for a player like Trey Dean. Gee. Yeah. I mean, the kid is, he's a very good football player. I mean, Tennessee's getting a, kind of lucking into a very good football player right now. Oh, big uh, time. Which, just, you know, I tell you, we should have uh, good news with a couple of players. Right. You probably see us signing a rule now. And yeah. I would I would think to turn, basically turn him away, I would think we'd have to feel comfortable on Brule, Frearson, and Tyreek Johnson. Tyreek, yeah. Yeah, three three studs there to, to turn away a fourth. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. So keep, keep, keep your ears open tomorrow. Just, like I said, I just got a little message from somebody that there may be a commitment possible tomorrow. Uh, if it happens, yeah, that'd be great. Very, very, it very well could be. The defense could get better. Yeah. Um, what else you got, Jason? Anything that I missed earlier on in the show or anything nah, you got on your mind? Nothing big. Okay. I think everybody's excited because football is actually starting. Yeah. That's three, what I practice, when... three practices in already. What, we got 27 more? Yeah, I think so. 24 more or something like that. Uh, something like that. Plus, uh, like I said earlier, this is, we actually will have – Live college football this month. <laughs> I'm almost giddy, man. <laughs> then, uh, then Mike Bobo had the first game, or did we talk about that last Wednesday. Bobo, uh, I think it's uh, Stanford and Rice or something like that in Australia. I think that's the first game. No, nah, we went through that last Wednesday, didn't we? Were Bobo in Oregon State? I thought. Oh, are they even earlier? When Stanford play? I think the 26th or something. I think that's when Bubba plays. All right, here we go. Week one, Saturday, August 26th. You have, oh, I win. <laughs> Oregon State, Colorado State at 1.30 p.m. Oh, uh, okay. 
That's the first game. Stanford and Rice is at 9 p.m. on the 26th. Oh, let's see. Technically, I beat you by seven and a half hours. <laughs> but you also have Hawaii versus UMass, South Florida versus San Jose State, and BYU versus Portland State. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd ever be excited about Hawaii playing UMass in football. <laughs> I will take it, man. Uh, I've even been watching these stupid 2016 top 25 games on ESPN. Yes, I watched I watched those and I watched about 99% of of a certain one and then I changed the channel. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> and then I watched the uh, the whole takeover thing that was going on, all the different teams on that. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, think... the 26th is a Saturday. Yeah. So the Thursday after that, the 31st Let's see if there's any decent games. Hey, Swanee uh, and uh, and uh, Blue Dog are going to be pumped because they got Wake Forest taking on Presbyterian. Presbyterian, baseball. yeah. <laughs> that only good game, like Arkansas plays Florida A&M, so you get an SEC team in there. Yeah. Indiana, Ohio State's that Thursday, the 31st. Really? That's conference game to start out, huh? A little interesting. Um, UCF and Florida International might be pretty good. Yeah, whatever. It would definitely be. Anyway. I uh, then the next Friday, Colorado State plays an early game again against Colorado. Okay. Utah I mean, he just got that brand new stadium, too. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is a wait. lot better than a lot of Power 5 stadiums, to be honest. Yeah, they they trying to they trying to do something up there, and then that glorious Saturday it all gets started. Saturday, September second, all gets underway. Like I said is it, earlier, is it is it bad that I want Mike Bobo to fail so he can come back and be our offense coordinator again? <laughs> <in the church? laughs> no, I kind of honestly cheer against him. <laughs> Not that I don't like uh, our other guy. Dang, what's his name? Cheney. Chain- Not Chaney. I don't like Cheney. Yeah, give Cheney a, a chance I, here this I year. Think, I think he happens. gets a bad rap because of the God offensive line and true freshman quarterback. All those excuses. So, right. But if if, if uh, I mean, if he if he doesn't do it again this year, then you got to start putting someone on Cheney too. Right. I've got somebody else right. calling in. Hold on, let's see if they got any questions or if they were just listening in. Field Street Forum Radio, who do we have? Z hey, Hed- this is Z Headley. Yes. What's going on, man? Hey, I just joined the call. I'm not even sure what the uh, topic is or anything. I just got in. Oh, okay. We're talking uh, Georgia Bulldogs football and recruiting and uh, sports, actually. Oh, that's fantastic. I love football. Listen, I'm not sure about uh, Georgia Bulldogs. I'm from North Texas. Uh, My team is the Texas Tech Red Raiders in the Big 12. Okay. What do do you think on on y'all's coach there? uh, You think he's going to be able to turn the corner this year and kind of get the Red Raiders kind of back up to the top of the Big 12 again or what? 
know, the guy's young. I mean, you look at uh, his progression. He was one of our greatest quarterbacks when he played at the uh, at Texas Tech, and then he didn't make it in the pros, but he he did spend some time on the roster there at uh, New England with the Patriots and actually went to a Super Bowl. But, you know, then right. after he left the league, he uh, went into coaching. He was the quarterback coach for Johnny Manziel at Texas A&M uh, when he won the Heisman Trophy. I'm not sure if that was because of him or because of Manziel or whatever, but you could see the collapse of Manziel. And then, uh, you know, a couple of years after that, he's brought in as the youngest head coach of the Big 12 at, at the time at Texas Tech. And now the youngest coach in the – actually in college is um, at Oklahoma. Um can't remember his name, but uh, Lincoln Raleigh. Uh, Lincoln Raleigh Lincoln in Oklahoma, and, and he was an assistant at Texas Tech before he went to Oklahoma. So I'm not sure. I think that his uh, – that uh, Kingsbury's biggest flaw is that he is so offensively focused, which has been our issue at Texas Tech for so long. We just right. don't have a defense that can defend – the other spread offenses in the Big 12. The Big 12 cannibalizes itself. And it's one of the big reasons, I think, that the college football uh, playoffs and stuff is very – I think it's unfair because there's a lot of of those divisions that don't cannibalize themselves like the Big 12 does. But uh, I think as far as the Big 12 goes, Texas Tech is kind of at the bottom because we can't recruit. We're in Lubbock, Texas. It's in the middle of North Texas in West Mm -hmm. Texas. Uh, you know, it's hard to get people to come here. Whereas, you yeah. know, when you're when you're at uh, University of Texas in Austin, or you know, whatever the case may be, you're in the big city. It's very easy to recruit. But I think that uh, Texas Tech has a lot of things going for them. There's a lot. The facilities here are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I have lived all my life here in West Texas in Lubbock, and I believe that the community is great, but it really is an acquired <laughs> You know, you kind of got to like the small town, slow West Texas mentality to, you know, to assimilate. Otherwise, you're you're bored to death, you know? Right. How do you uh, – who do you see as the favorite? Is, is it Oklahoma State in the Big 12 this year? Is this their year they can get over the hump or what? What do you oh, well, there's, there's a couple of big powerhouses in the Big 12. You can't discount Oklahoma. I mean, Baker right. Mayfield uh, is an excellent quarterback. You know, Baker Mayfield hey. was at Texas Tech. Not to bring all this up, I'm kind of biased, <laughs> but, you know, Baker Mayfield was at Texas Tech. He got hurt, and when he got hurt, uh, then uh, another quarterback took over for him. He got he, he got he kind of got screwed here in Lubbock. I'm not going to lie to you. He got screwed. Right. Because what happened was he came in as a uh, uh, non-scholarship walk-on, and uh, he grew to be the starting quarterback. And the coaches promised him, hey, after this season, you know, you're a walk-on. You've taken over. uh, So next season, we're going to give you a scholarship. Well, before that happened, he got hurt again. And then they said, well, you know what? We're not going to give you a scholarship. He said, well, screw you. And he went to Oklahoma. Right. So you can't blame the guy, but he's awesome. You know, he, the guy is great. And the last time he came to Lubbock last year with Oklahoma, 
that was a game. I was there, and it was a ridiculous. You, Lubbock's a great, you know, we're in the Bible Belt. We're a great community. But the things that were being chanted in that stadium <laughs> were not reflective of the Christian people in this town. <laughs> it was horrible. I'm telling you. So oh, I think Oklahoma really has the inside track, but I, I think there's a couple of uh, other teams that you can't discount. Uh, besides Texas, Texas is an outlier. You know, their new coach is in there yeah. doing some stuff that, you know, yeah, and he's, he's kind of already done it, you know, at, at Houston, jumped in his first year and really, you know, took them, kind of skyrocketed them back into, into relevance, you know. So if he can do the same thing at Texas, you know, and he's he's certainly kind of gotten the recruiting, you know, Texas recruiting back up, you know, where it really should be or, or at least close to where they should be. So um, after they kind of fallen off a little bit, you know, under Mac Brown, and then Strong really. I just think Charlie Strong was kind of a, a rough fit, but I think he did bring a lot of. I think he did elevate the talent at Texas, and, and Tom Herman may be the one that ends up reaping the benefits of that. Yeah, so. he's going to benefit from that. I think you're exactly right. I think uh, he just didn't fit in with the with the uh, the administration. You know, um, it's Texas, man, and it's such yeah. a. a uh, it's such a, you know, good old boys network. I just don't think he fit into that. And, um, the, you know, what's what's the guy's name again that came from Houston? Uh, I can't remember it. Tom Herman? Herman, yeah. Herman, is, he's been from Texas, been with Houston for a while. He knows how to navigate that, that you know, uh, good old boys network. And you're right. He's going to benefit mm-hmm. from that recruiting that has come along. I think Mac Brown got a such a bad deal. I really do. I, I think that um, some things happened uh, in his tenure that uh, he wasn't responsible for, but he had to deal with. And um, uh, I, I think Mac Brown will be a great coach uh, again somewhere. Somebody's going to get a great guy when he goes back into the field. Yeah. Uh, I think the knock with, with Mac Brown um, – and it kind of, ha- and being a Georgia fan, it kind of parallels a little bit with with what we had with Coach Rick. Great man, uh, very good coach, but I think got maybe got a little bit. I don't want to say lazy, but I think they just kind of felt like things were just rolling along as a well-oiled machine instead of really getting out and busting their hump on the recruiting trail. You know, burning you know, X number of hours in the football office and things like that. It was more of that CEO role instead of being, you know, major football coach. And I, and I think Mac Brown kind of caught that same flack as well. You know, well, I think you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. I think the other thing, too, was when the changes came in the Big 12, we lost a couple of teams and gained a few others. I don't think enough uh, – I don't think they adjusted enough to that, and a lot of their recruiting suffered from that because they lost. You know, when when um, Texas A&M left the Big 12, they right. took a lot of the recruiting because yeah. they went to a bigger TV network type of conference. And, you know, so their recruiting 
uh, uh, bumped hugely from that. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, Texas didn't adjust to that. They didn't, you know, kind of make up for the fact that, uh, that Texas A&M was going to suck so much away from them. I think Texas A&M wasted that, that, <clears throat> that um, advantage that they had. But the downside is uh, Texas suffered from it. Right. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Losing A&M in Missouri, you know, Hurt, do you think – tell me this, as a Big 12 fan, do you think five years, ten years from now, do you think the Big 12 is still a conference? Um, I think the Big 12 name is not going anywhere. I think the teams in the Big 12 is going to be completely shuffled. I really do. I think yeah. that, uh, you know, Texas is – Texas has always been the big – hammer in that conference. And mm-hmm. the deal that they made with the Longhorns Network, I don't know if you know much about that. I'm just so intimately involved in what goes on in the Big 12. But Texas made their own deal, television deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they yeah. made them millions and millions of dollars called the Longhorn Network. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but that... that I, think, uh, I, think 80, I think 87 people have it on their uh, on their cable subscription. <laughs> You're being generous, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but uh, I think that uh, uh, because of that Longhorn Network, uh, they did that a couple of years ago. They were kind of restrained in what they can do, and as a conference in negotiating their television deals. And let's just let's just be honest about you know any uh, conference now in college football uh, is driven by those uh, television dollars. They really are. Oh, yes. And um, so uh, the way Texas kind of boxed themselves in, it boxed everybody else in the Big 12 in. That's the reason uh, Texas A&M left. And um, yeah. we had the old Southwest Conference many, many years ago here. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was awesome. You know, we had Houston, we had TCU, we had SMU, we had Texas Tech, we had Houston. I mean, uh, uh, Texas, we had Oklahoma. It was, it was a great conference. I would love to see us get back to that. But I think <laughs> what we're looking at going forward is the Big 12 is still going to be dominated by Texas, but the underliers are going to – they're they're going to um, they're going to flee. They're going to go. They're going to go to wherever else they can go to get an equal voice in that division. Because right now, what Texas says goes, and nobody else really has a good voice in what happens in the Big Twelve. Right. That's my opinion. My personal opinion. Gotcha. All right. Well, tell me this: as a Big Twelve fan, are you an SEC hater, or you, do you? Still enjoy watching SEC football. Oh, I love love any good football. I love any good football, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, doesn't mean I don't hate some SEC teams. I just love watching any good football. I I will root against the the uh, the big dog. You know, all day long I love the upset, the underdog. But I, I love any good football. Uh-huh. Right. But I love pro more than I love college, to tell the truth. Oh, uh, man. Oh. 
you know, if that's a good transition into a different discussion, I would love that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, we are just about to wrap up, buddy. But um, tell you what, let's. Uh, you can be our Field Street Forum, our our Big Twelve uh, correspondent. How about that? Well, uh, I can give you my personal opinions, but by no means am I any expert whatsoever. Uh, I think you would be, uh, you would definitely be doing a disservice to your listeners by making me any kind of expert. <laughs> we, uh, tell you what, we'll, uh, we're live every Wednesday from 8 to 10 Eastern, so, uh, anytime you want to call in or listen in, man, just, just give us a shout. We'll, we'll get on and. Talk a little, we always like we're we're Georgia Bulldogs focused, but we talk you know we'll talk college football and and sports and NFL and everything. So we'll talk about anything for a few minutes. So uh, hey, that sounds great. I just found you here on the directory listing and joined in. It was a great conversation. I appreciate your time. Cool man. Thanks for calling in and, and like I said, give us a call later on. Well, do appreciate it, bro. All right. I think with that, Jason, we uh, I think we'll wrap it up for tonight, man. How about that? Oh, that guy's the best. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, well, just to recap, we had uh, a lot of recruiting talk. Keep your ears open for the tomorrow or the next day, maybe uh, for some maybe a commitment for Georgia on the defensive side of the ball. Um, dogs Saturday this Saturday, right? Is the uh, open practice for, for fans to come check out everything in Athens. Yeah, yeah. We're posting Georgia's official thing on the front page where you know has a schedule and where to go and all that good stuff. All right. Uh, give the podcast a, a replay later on uh, when I get it posted You know, for all that. Plus, uh, real good interview with uh, Randon Jernigan. Real good kid, man. I've, I've, like I said, I've, I've seen him playing football for since his ninth grade year. Uh, he he started as a quarterback his freshman year and is now back, kind of come full circle now, a senior coming back to, to quarterback at Glen Academy. Uh, but he is a Georgia Bulldog baseball commit. Um, so hopefully, and he'll be playing for, for Georgia, hopefully, after this year. And uh, But, you know, real good interview with him, just a real good kid down to earth and uh Good, hard-working kid and super fast. So that's, again, you can't coach speed, y'all. Uh, but everybody check out fieldstreetforum.com, fieldstforum.com for all the latest on your uh, recruiting news and Georgia football news on the front page. Hit the little link at the top for the Classic City chat, chat Classic City Cavern. Uh, click the current date, and you'll take you to the latest and most current discussion and chat going on there uh, give us a follow on social media field street forum field st forum on facebook and twitter give me a follow at the real dre on all social media and uh i think that's about it appreciate calvin from camden calling in appreciate z hadley from lubbock texas calling in and of course big shout out to jason harry dog for joining us and uh breaking it all down for us all right, until next week, go dogs. See you.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.